Welcome to another episode of Saboteurs. We like movies. We are your hosts. I'm Misha. I'm Mai. And I'm Andrew. Today, we are trying to get away from the horrors of the real world by going <laughs> into a horror film, <laughs> part of wow. a horror series that goes all the way back to 1996 and is somehow less scary than what's happening outside our doors now. Wow, such escapism. Yes. I was gonna, funny you said escapism because I was supposed to say something about escaping too. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, so let's get hard. Yeah. Let's get so let's, hard. What? Hard what? to the heart of the matter. Oh my god, you let's people. Get hard. <laughs> to the heart of the matter. Okay, sure, Misha. <laughs> Not everything that comes out of my mouth is dirty. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Most lang siguro. Okay. <laughs> like 99% of the time. Okay. So we'll take a stab at going to the heart of the matter. We're talking about Scream. Yay! And roll the music. Quick, quick, quick! Whoops, nope. Wrong franchise. <laughs> nope. Wrong movie. Right idea, wrong slasher. Today we are talking about Scream, the fifth film in the franchise that began with Scream. Scream. Oh my god, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, technically, okay, we're talking about Scream 2022, but moving forward, I think we're just gonna call it Scream 5 from this point on, if that's okay with everybody. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. fine. So we're talking about Scream 5. It is the latest sequel to the series that started in 1996, starring Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox. And um, what did you guys think about this? This is one of the longest running slasher horror movie franchises ever. What did you think? Womp womp. Well, well, I watched it. I, w- I watched it before rewatching the first four. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. It's, it's really not that bad. Especially its play with, you know, like the whole meta thing going on. It's a good rehash, but did, li- did it live up to its... I mean, did it, did it live up to its, its, you know, its predecessors? Obviously not, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't horrible, but... Yeah, it's watchable. Uh, I had high hopes for it, considering that Scream 4 was one of my favorites from the entire series. And uh, Scream 4 came 11 years after the, the last one. And it slayed! Oh my god! <laughs> yes, 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 slayed. But, okay, okay. but, uh, but anyway, what a um, Gen Z term. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gen Z, ako yung bakit? Char. Okay, sure. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. I gotta say, with this one, I was kind of disappointed. I thought it was going to get somewhere good since they were still doing the whole meta thing. And uh, what's interesting about it is that they contextualized it in current times for the trend that's maybe more updated for people who go watch movies now. And it's also riding the whole trend of reboots slash sequels or reboot quells as we called it before. And anything for the sake of nostalgia. But it didn't really get us there. Mm. It was... I mean, yeah, it was self-aware, but it wasn't as funny or exciting it, as the last ones. It, it, it. Okay, here's the thing. I, I saw it. I saw it without, you know, I saw it without rewatching the first four. Um. So at first, at first, you know, first impressions were oh, okay. It's self-aware. It's okay. It's fine. It, it did hit the mark. However, when I saw the first four movies again, I was like, I was reminded of how brilliant Wes Craven was. And I think that this movie 
you know, without the guidance or, you know, we lost Wes Craven in 2015. So without the guidance of Wes Craven, it didn't really live up to what it could have been like. But it was, you know, this movie was obviously made by fans with good intentions towards the franchise and the genre in itself. Uh, I'd say it was decent. It could Um, be a new era for the franchise, for a new generation of fans. But, you know, if you're an older fan, I think it's what the movie talks about, Toxic Fandom, which was pretty on the nose. Sometimes a little bit too tongue-in-cheek that it loses its flair. Okay. um, Speaking as somebody who has loved this series since, like, I was in fifth grade, I think, when it came out. Wow, I was in grade two, I think. Good for you. (laughs) 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 No, 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 no. We're no. not going there today. I wasn't no, but... alive because I'm Gen Z. Nga, diba? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. You weren't alive in 1996. Okay, sure. Joke right. um, What I was going to say was, for me, um, I fell in love with the first Scream. Because for anyone who doesn't know, these series are built on um, the premise that you have a ghost-faced killer. A guy in a ghost-faced mask who makes creepy phone calls right before he kills you. And um, the entire conceit of the series is the people he's hunting have seen every horror movie known to man. So they know all the cliches, all the stereotypes, all the tropes of, of, of slasher movies. So um, sometimes they use that information um, to stay alive. And other times they just walk into the same cliches that they were calling out. But the, the beauty of Scream 1 through 4... Um, which were all directed by Wes Craven, who who pretty much revitalized the slasher genre in the 80s with 1984's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. He he made them smart and self-aware with screenwriter Kevin Williams to the point that even if they were calling out the cliches, you didn't hate the film for using those same cliches. This new one, I think, is self-referential in the way the old ones were, being the first one that was made after Wes Craven died, Andrew's right. But um, there was just something missing for me. Um, I was missing the Wes humor. Craven. I was missing Wes Craven because yeah. he, um, even in his less successful films, not, not, not necessarily Scream, even if the story was bad, the pacing was always brilliant. The setups were always great. Um, and I didn't feel that here. There was nothing exceptional I, about the kills. Maybe just one or two of them were stood out. But I, I didn't. I, I get what they were trying to do by going after legacy sequels and toxic fandom. But it just felt like they were mentioning them for the sake of being trendy or just for the sake of because it's a scream movie. They had to say those things. I, yeah, I, I think. That. I think you know. It's funny that you mentioned pacing issues because that's after you know rewatching the first four, first four, and you know. Comparing it to the fifth one, it was my issues were really more on the pacing of of the kills and the timing of the jokes. Sometimes they would be a little bit too overextended. Mm-hmm. It did hit a lot of mark. Uh, you know, it did miss a lot of marks. Sorry about saying hit, but it's okay. uh, <laughs> it did miss a lot of marks um, on the jokes. You know, like I don't want to say it because we'll talk about more of the jokes later. Uh, you know, um, there were you know just ultimately failing in delivering. So, yeah, I completely agree with you on the pacing issues. And uh, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Okay, okay. And it's so unfortunate that we saw this after Ghostbusters Afterlife because that was was a reboot call or a nostalgia trip done right. 
So or a requel. We, yeah. We Legacy have, sequel. Legacy yeah, sequel. <laughs> whatever, whatever they called it. So it set the bar really high for these um, types of movies. Especially that there is a slew of them coming in. Like The Matrix Resurrections mm-hmm. and this. And uh, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife has that that trophy of like doing this right. I will so say we this can't though. help but compare. I will say this though. I will com- mm-hmm. I will get this. I will take this over the Matrix. Oh yeah. Resurrections. <laughs> yeah, yeah me for too. sure. Me too. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the story, okay? We I already said earlier that this is about a ghost-faced mask killer who calls people on their landlines and makes <laughs> threatening I mean th- that's how long ago this series started. It started in 1996 and they became infamous for opening the films with a young girl who's alone at home and she picks up the phone and she hears a scary voice on the other end telling her that she's going to die. What's and your then, favorite scary movie? And I got to say, that guy has an awesome voice. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> now you just sound like Anna Faris when she was possessed. Hello, <laughs> Oliver. Are you trying to remember Oliver's name? <laughs> so, sorry, not possessed. She just sounds possessed. Okay, so... So the ghost-faced killer likes to kill people with a flourish. She specifically goes after people um, who fit some kind of storyline or narrative that the killer or killers come up with in their head. And he's been doing this since 1996. And that movie, the first one, really broke ground for how smart it was. It featured kids at the time, high school kids, as the victims who had grown up on home video watching you know, Halloween, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. They knew all the horror movie cliches. So that first movie really spoke to a very specific audience and they ate it up. That was something different. It was something they'd never seen before. It was meta. Basically, what we loved about it back then was that it, it felt like it was really for us. And considering it was for somebody who helped start the slasher genre in the first place, you know, that, that really made it, made it feel kind of special. The new movie is a legacy sequel to that first movie, basically. So um, things happen here that have echoes to the first movie from 1996. It helps if you've seen it. It helps if you've seen all five, actually, or all four before watching this one. But now, basically, the murders have started up again, and Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox's characters, Sidney and Gail, have to team up with their old friend, Sheriff Dewey, who's played by Courtney Cox's ex-husband, uh, David Arquette, and try and stop the murders. Because the three of these guys, they've been there since day one. And joining them along the way are some new characters um, who are all as snarky and as meta as ever. And there's a couple of good kills in this one. So uh, true to what they described as the legacy sequel kind of thing, it's a new cast of main characters with the OGs or the original cast members just hopping into the story and going in for the ride. But a big problem of mine personally with this new group of characters is I don't necessarily find any of them lovable or even likable. Like I there, agree. there, there might be one character that I I ended up liking, but uh, we'll get to that character later in the spoilers. 
Something that I really appreciated about the Scream series where, um, from 1 through 4, and even to some degree this one, part 5, I liked that they weren't just straight-up slasher movies and they weren't just meta-commentaries. It was also um, a mystery film in a way because it always keeps you guessing until the final act who the actual killer or killers are. Mm-hmm. And the unmasking always became a fun part of the process. It was like basically an R-rated Scooby-Doo. You yep. know? Reggie? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shaggy well, was. Well, it's kind of funny because Shaggy, Shaggy was, the killer. was in Scooby. Oh my God! Yes, he was. He was in the first one. So, he was the killer so, in the first one. So I wonder how that happens. Does he unmask himself and give himself a Scooby snack? I don't know. <laughs> I don't oh, know. he was amazing though, Matthew Lillard in the first one. That he was, was frightening, insane. That, I, uh, Matthew that Lillard one, has always been so underrated. As that an melted yeah. my brain. No, sh- no bullshit. I mean that that final act reveal of Matthew Lillard and okay, it's a. You know, this movie came out in 1996. If it's a, still a spoiler at this point, that's not our fault anymore. <laughs> so Matthew Lillard and Nev Campbell's boyfriend in that movie, um, Skeet Ulrich. Jughead's dad. Hottie. Jughead's dad from Riverdale. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich. Take note, Gen Zers. Jughead's dad. Yep, Jughead's still dad somehow watching Riverdale. was the young Johnny Depp lookalike boyfriend of Nev Campbell's oh, character in the first so, movie. He was so hot. Yep. First person. Yeah. yeah. Do you, would you want the thirst you portion want the now? Portion? No, no, that's, later? that's all I'm going to say for okay, Skeet okay. Ulrich for now. Okay, okay, cool. okay. Just wanted to be sure. So yeah, Skeet, Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard as the killers. Um, they were just brilliantly revealed. It was brutal. It was shocking. And you, you know, nobody saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, the shocks, the shocks in the reveal somehow they just didn't hit me the same way. I wasn't yeah, shocked. Yeah. Which made it all the more annoying because I literally, at, before watching this one, like 15 minutes before, 10 minutes before, I was on such a really, really good high because I had just seen part four and I swear, oh. I didn't I didn't remember anything about four except the four first 10 minutes. brilliant. And it was so good um, in revealing its killers, its plot, its mysteries. And being made in 2011, it had so much to say about influencer culture. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. And, and I, the so thing so that I, I felt like with this one was that it was more of like a carbon copy of one, but kind of hit the mark. You know, where if you're gonna copy like information from one sheet to another, you pala hindi nakaalign yung papel sa ilalim ng carbon sheet. This is what it was to me. And the annoying thing is, um, they already call out these, you know, these tropes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a very scream thing in the first place, naman. But then, I don't know, it was just lacking in a sense of, yeah, you have the setup, but the punchline was like as weak as if you were like just yes. teasing yes. somebody with a yes. joke punch. I don't know. It's not like a kapow in your face. What, what made the old ones fun was the fact that they could tear down all the stereotypes while somehow paying tribute to them. They would deconstruct it while still honoring it somehow. Mm-hmm. And you didn't feel cheated. Here, it just felt like they're referencing for the sake of sounding clever and not really paying off any of it. It's just I, like when it happened, it was like, you see, you see, we did the thing. We did the thing. I think there were there were there were stuff that were you know that were kind of acceptable, but then a lot of it a lot of it didn't really hit the mark just because of how they overextended things. Uh, like you know they had call, those callbacks about even mocking the son of Thirteen Reasons Why guy being the son of the 
the sheriff. Yeah, the deputy from part four. Like nobody would care to kill him just just because you know he's not a legacy character. He's you know he's a sequel character. But then you know that that was okay. So uh, going back to unlikable um, new characters. Uh, this happens like as any Scream movie starts. Girl answers the phone, you know, mm-hmm. gets gets attacked by Ghostface and whatnot. So it starts off with uh, Tara, a young girl alone at home and getting attacked, but she survives. So, well, that that's kind of a new thing for the first um, first kill, quote unquote. Mm. But yep. she survives. But what happens is um, her sister, her estranged sister, Samantha comes home upon hearing that her sister has been attacked. So they, they therefore conclude too that the killer is back. Because, you know, it's been how many years since the last one? But uh, this is where they realize that, oh shit, this killer is at it again. We need to ask the help of Dewey or like a former sheriff, right. Dewey. Introing and, the first legacy character. Yes. So mm-hmm. here we see the first legacy character. And eventually, they'll find ways for Sydney and Gail to eventually join them in this search. But it, I guess that's where it, uh, that's basically the story. Samantha is dubbed as the new Sydney, I guess, because yep. it's, it's, it revolves around her and the her new family. final girl. Yeah. I thought because her name was with starts with the letter S, so… Sydney. Yeah, sure, sure. No, no, no. So no. yeah, here comes the whole mystery again. Like, who did it? And somehow we're all involved in the first uh, first one, first stab, quote unquote, because we're all somehow related to all mm-hmm. the characters back then. So that's the mystery. Like, they're trying to figure out why this killer is killing off these new characters. And you also figure out how they're associated with the old ones for mm-hmm. the killer to be attacking them, etc., etc., etc. So I guess after this, we can go to spoilers? Yeah, I guess we could. Um, of, of the new characters, um, can I just say that I appreciated that they, they, they made efforts to give each of the new characters ties to the um, original films. You know, like you got… You got Mindy and Chad, the twins, who are um, apparently the the niece and nephew of Randy, uh, Jamie Kennedy from the first um, three movies. The movie nerd. Uh, the movie nerd who knew all the rules of slasher movies. And holy crap, the guy played by Mason Gooding is Cuba Gooding Jr. son. I did not see that one coming. Wait, what? Yeah, what? I know, right? What? This is news to me. <laughs> no, the, the, the yeah, the, the 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 dude, the jock guy. He was oh. he was he's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Wait, so as a Gen Zer, who's Cuba Junior Gooding Jr.? Shut up. He's the guy who <laughs> Oh my! If I, if I said Jerry Maguire's client, I started to explain, right? I was gonna say Jerry Maguire's client. I'm like, oh no! I'm not gonna pretend anymore for the sake of. I'm not gonna pretend I don't know because Cuba Gooding Jr. is fucking epic. But his son? Yeah, I know, right? Wow, we're old. Right, right, right. Wow. And then, wow, that's just like a true. You know, that was a truth bomb right there. <laughs> that you know that hit me harder than any of the jokes in this movie. Yes, thanks, Mai. Thank you so much. Yes, and of course, Samantha, Sam, um, the the new Sydney is played by Melissa Barrera. You may have seen her um, in In the in Heights. The Heights. 
most recently. And um, she does what she can with the role where she's trying to be all tough and different from Sydney, who is like, you know, kind of a victim in her first movie, kind of helpless. But this one, Sam, they make a big point of trying to show Sam is all tough and she's not going to take shit from no ghost face and she's going to protect her sister. But I, I just wasn't feeling her. She just came across as kind of annoying. Yeah, I was so annoyed at her. Sorry. <laughs> Why are so you saying sorry? sorry? I was so annoyed. Okay, uh, her her backstory is kind of interesting though because um, how it's revealed that she's associated with the older cast is that she is the somehow illegitimate daughter of the original killer. Mm-hmm. See, yep. I know, see Skit, 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 or Billy Loomis. Loomis. Yeah, yeah. Being, of okay. course, a Halloween reference because Dr. Loomis was the one chasing Michael Myers in all those mo- in the first couple of movies. Uh-huh. But yeah, she's the uh, illegitimate daughter. So, and um, she, they're also showing this angle where she's uh, taking mental, uh, she has problems with her mental health. She's taking mm-hmm. meds for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's what people are saying. Like, ooh, aren't you might be the killer because you're the daughter of Billy Loomis, you know? Yep, yep. So that's the angle given to her. So which is so interesting. But that that one, I mean, I like the thought of her being Billy's daughter more than the way they actually did it. Yeah. Because they revealed it like in her first 10 minutes of existence in the movie. So there was no suspense in her reveal. It just became a matter of time. And it wasn't even the good kind of reveal. You know, like how Hitchcock always said that um you could put a you know you could you could have people talking about the weather talking about current events talking about movies just sitting around a table for 10 minutes straight and then you blow up the table at the end of it and kills them all and then you're shocked for one second or you can reveal to the audience that there's a bomb under the table and for the next 10 minutes the audience cannot breathe Mm -hmm. in this case i just didn't care that she was billy loomis's daughter Revealing it early did nothing for me. And the whole mirror thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand I, I, I what don't that know. was. I, they were showing Billy Loomis as he died. As we last saw him. All in bloody, the same bloody t-shirt with his know, floppy older, boy band hair. Older for some reason. <laughs> older for some reason because they don't have the MCU budget for CGI facelifts. Maybe <laughs> maybe hey, that's why they put him in mirrors. Just to somehow obstruct the age. No, but or... or <laughs> You actually age in hell too. That, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. guess. Period. Yeah, yeah. Being reamed by Hitler ages you, I guess. Oh my God. <laughs> oh God. But no, but uh, okay, that's another thing. I like the idea of seeing Billy um, in her imagination better than the actual execution of it because there's never been any form of magical realism in this series. So it just caught me off guard. I actually like that they would only show him through mirrors. Yes. That was an interesting mm. way of saying it. Like, oh, look at I'm in, I'm 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 in your blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, he I became a vampire. I am a vampire. So when you look at yourself, you see me. A, it just came off to me as like, oh, a cheap way of her hallucinating, or a cheap way of getting a legacy cameo. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think it's true. it's better that's, than her actually yeah. seeing seeing him in the in the room. I thought that was a little clever, but that did not make me like her anymore, though. No, maybe she maybe could have acted like she had a bigger chip on her shoulder. She the could whole have time. acted. Period. <laughs> she <laughs> Sorry. Acted. Which was which was so weird because she was fine in In the Heights, and then she's so meh in this movie. She had the same facial expression throughout. <laughs> I don't know. Like she's scared. 
same face. She's worried, same face. She's she's normal, same face. I don't, I don't know. I, I will Girl. never forget something Girl. my mom said um, after seeing, I think, Scream 1 or Scream 2. And um, Nev Campbell's TV show was still on, Party of Five. And my mom complained about Nev Campbell. How come she always has this tortured face? And at <laughs> least the tortured face has more character on it than this lady's. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> must not appreciate because Nev Campbell seeing how much she did with such a, you know, it could have easily been a one-dimensional role. Yes. If you're being chased by ghost-faced every couple of years. Mm-hmm. But she made us care about Sydney um, in those first four Scream movies. And then now the 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 new character who's supposed to pick up the baton, the... the um, uh, the Ray, uh, you know, if this is the Force Awakens, she'd be Ray. <laughs> and no, but you know, the Force Awakens, for all of its flaws and shameless fan service that this movie couldn't even get right, um, did well in introducing the new characters, making us care about them, and how they interacted with the legacy characters. Um, here, whenever she's interacting with Sydney or Gale, she's just annoyed at them. She doesn't want anything to do with them. You know, she just wants to hang out with Dewey. <laughs> Why Dewey though? Uh, well, who I mean, who doesn't want to hang out with Dewey? I like Dewey. Yeah, I like nice Dewey. Guy. He made up for the first. He made up for the first three movies, I think, in the fourth one. I really yeah. liked him in the fourth one. He had growth. Yeah. Uh, well, Funny I, you mentioned something. He about was less incompetent books. in the fourth one, I think. Yeah. yeah. Still but kind you know, of from, incompetent though. <laughs> well, well, you know, like but, but coming from from the first the, one though, right? But, I mean, like he was like you know the town idiot. <laughs> Yeah. Whoever, whoever they try to associate with Samantha, Samantha is always going to be more interesting than her. So, sorry. Like, like her boyfriend played by Jack Quaid, who is, you know, Huey from um, The uh, Boys. The Boys. He was one of the bad kids from uh, The Hunger Games too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And her sister outacted her. Her little sister, um, Tara. Tara. Who is um, played Jenna by Jenna Ortega. Ortega? She she actually was a great actress. Like I could feel her pain. Oh my god! When her constant I, pain. I, 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 felt I actually so bad liked for her. That that first sequence was like painful brutal. to watch. That was in brutal. like in like the best way by by it being effective. It's like everybody who becomes Ghostface, you know, has to one up the ones who came before because you know sequels yeah. you got to go bigger. And this ghost face really wants to fuck you up. He doesn't just want to stab you a couple of times. Like oh, the yeah. things that, that Tara went through, I don't know how she, she was still alive after that opening. In fact, oh, it, was, yeah. it, it was kind of fun for me to watch all the, you know, the stabbing. And then there's this one moment when I just literally sh- cringed and like balled up because I was so uncomfortable. It was when he stepped on her stepped on her leg and, oh, oh, yeah, and the bone came out. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm dying again. <laughs> I was like, shit. You know what would have been interesting, I think? What if Tara was the final girl? Because like that they would be w- so much more interesting. They, they would have yeah. done the thing where you do your intro, every scream opens up with some famous person, famous young woman, young actor who gets terrorized by Ghostface and they're dead. In the 1996 original, it was um, Drew Barrymore and she yeah. was the most famous person on the poster. So nobody could believe it that she died in the first 10 minutes. It was shocking. Mm-hmm. So here, if you have somebody die in the first, I mean, you have somebody who survives the first 10 minutes and then she lives on to become the final girl, that would have been a fun subversion of the trope. Well, yeah. she wasn't that famous. 
Or is she famous to Gen Zers? Uh, she's okay. Know. <laughs> you know how this she, felt she, to me. She was this, a young Jane in uh, Jane the Virgin. This this felt to me like ah, look at all the supposedly famous Gen Z people I do not recognize. <laughs> I, I only recognized one of them. Oh being my god! Thirteen reasons why, dude. Yeah, the thirteen reasons why guy. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Jack Quaid. Yeah. And yep. um, Jasmine and Quaid, Savoy yeah. Brown. She's in Yellow Jackets, which is excellent. If you guys haven't seen it. It's an ongoing series. But anyways. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite intro in these screen movies? Um, what's your favorite pre-title kill? Four. Four. <laughs> oh my Four. God. It just Shit. kept going and going and going. I was like, oh my God, when is this going to end? But I don't want it to end. It's just like a cycle of famous people killing each other. I, I was it. cackling. It was so I was laughing so hard. Stupid in the best way. It was a gag and everybody was in on it. <laughs> I, you could name everybody in in every fake out. I know Anna oh. Baquin, um, Kristen Bell. <laughs> it was so good. Lucy Hale. Oh my god! And I like that in the beginning of Scream Four, right? Um, just for if you guys haven't seen it, it opens the same way as the others. Uh, young female actor at home alone picks up the phone, hears Ghostface. But in this one, we don't know until the end of the first kill that we're actually within one of the stab movies that yeah. are based on the events that happen in the Scream universe. Um, the Ghostface killings have been turned into a movie series called Stab. And we don't know, but when we watch the beginning of Scream 4, you're actually watching the beginnings of Stab 4, 5, 6. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. It's so good. <laughs> I, I swear that beginning alone is gold. Even if the Ooh. rest of the movie was garbage, which it's not. Oh Ooh. my god! Idea. What if they could have done the same thing, but like totally did a one eighty on the trope by killing a guy first? Oh my god, that would be cool. That like, would be like, right? fun. But some up and this coming. The, yeah, this is the new gen thing. So the boys get killed first now. So it has to be a hot guy. Yeah, he, like you know, like maybe in shorts or with a towel <laughs> around his neck and picks that's, up the phone. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty I'm descriptive that. coming from you, Misha. I'm no, so I'm just, down for that. No, I'm just saying, how many, <laughs> yes, I know. How many years have we watched, you know, people like hot young girl come home, take off all their clothes, but leave the lingerie on and or then pick bathrobe. up the phone or their bathrobe yeah. and then pick up the phone. Yeah, that's, make that's, it a that's dirty. I don't know where make you live, but in my experience, when women get home, the first thing to go is the bra. You know, they're not going to stand around <laughs> in their bra to wait to answer the phone for no serial killer. Yes. Why you know this is yes. I'm not yeah, gonna I'm question gonna it, but yes. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know that to be true. I know that to be true. But but um, hello, right? I would, yes, I would, I, I would totally watch so, a movie it, where a so young dude do, gets murdered do, in the first. Do away yeah. with the scream queens and, and introduce a scream king. Yeah, right? so whoever. Um, just so you guys know, um, I this is not a spoiler, but apparently this movie Scream Five did so well. They've already approved Scream 6 no! and 7 to <clears throat> well, complete the saga. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, like, it, people liked it well enough for, for, for two sequels. For a trilogy to be signed on. But I didn't but, like know. it. I didn't uh, like it either. Um, well, well we don't speak for the masses though. Like some people might like it. Okay, I mean, I'm gonna think of it as like how I didn't like three very much. Yeah, so, I didn't like three. I didn't like three. I didn't so, like three. So when four happened, I was happy because it was uh, so good. Yeah, four four made up for how shitty three was. But <laughs> hopefully, if they do make a six, it'll do the same. 
and make up for sh- how shitty five was. You know what? Okay. Actually, rewatching three and trying to remember how I watched this, I, I kind of remember watching this and messaging and going on Instagram. And that was the same way I was watching three because I couldn't take my eyes off of one and two and four. Um, let's go back a little bit, okay? Scream 2 made fun of sequels in general, okay? You have characters literally calling out, when has a sequel ever been better than the first one? And it made for a wonderfully self-aware experience. Scream 3, um, apparently, when Scream 3 came, um, was being made, um, the Columbine school shootings had happened in the United States. Uh So they had to throw out their entire story because the studio asked for something more Lighthearted. So if you notice, part three has a lot more slapstick, especially with Dewey and Gale in the final act. They're just idiots like in her the bangs. big house. <laughs> yes, and her, her bangs. bangs. Yes, her bangs are slapstick. Has the ugliest bangs known to humankind in Scream Three. <laughs> and uh, something interesting is that you know the first four films were actually produced by um, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey, the Harvey Weinstein Company, Ooh. and. Um, he was the one who insisted that the third movie had to be a little bit funnier that and a little bit sillier because the mood in America was really heavy around the time. And um, that is what made making a fifth Scream movie challenging after part four was because that's around the time that the Me Too uh, movement really, really came down on Harvey Weinstein. And um, basically nobody wanted to be involved with him, you know, or do something that would put money in his pocket. Mm-hmm. But... Um, the, the think piece that came out um, uh, recently was talking about with all this new renewed interest, they're saying like maybe the director and the screenwriter were trying to say something with Scream 3 by making uh, an evil producer who was preying on young starlets in, the, oh. you know, in exchange for a career and all that stuff. Maybe they were trying to push back against the studio when they wrote Puede. that movie. It was a big middle finger because it's Possibly. just, it's so dumb, part three. Like a house explodes. I Why does it. a house explode? Mm. Okay, to be fair, I liked five more than three. Yeah, I oh, think. that's a bold statement. I, yeah, I honestly. I'm trying to think if I agree. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe because at least five has ties to the first movie and part three has fucking Jay and Silent Bob in it for no reason. Like oh. fictional characters, actual fictional characters from another movie. It doesn't well, make sense. Know, okay, well, characters out- wise, I did enjoy three, but I guess overall, but five dreamy? was more fun. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Or uh, I, I can't really say. No, they're both you, bad. They're both the, bad. But they're, maybe they're I just both, enjoyed five more. I think because three, there's, because I think there, you also, I guess, have to put the time, you know, the time that you've seen five comparing it to the time that you've seen three. Uh, five has been, you know, what? How many years has it been since since four? Nearly 10 years since four came out. Or wait, 11. It, it's been 11 years. It's been 11 years since four came out. So I guess it was kind of fun to have some of the callbacks, even if the deliveries for a lot of them weren't that great. It was still kind of fun to kind of pinpoint connections okay. from from the new characters and the new events in the same town with the old movie. So I guess there was that fun that that fun thing to kind of like, oh, I know that. Oh, because I because I saw the first four movies, I know what happened in the past. Oh, so that, I guess that was a kind of. I I, I I really want to agree with you, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not crazy about the way they used some of the old stuff mm. here in this yeah. one. Yeah, um, maybe 
I don't know. I can't pinpoint why I guess I enjoyed five more than three. I guess there's… Kasi honestly, medyo nabore ako sa three. Yeah, three was… Mm, three, three bored was, me, five annoyed me. There, three, that's the difference. Three was trying too hard, I think, to have connections to the… It's trying to open up the mythology of the Scream universe, part three. You, and it really didn't work for me. Yun lang, you guys, yun lang yung sa akin. I'd rather be annoyed than bored. Have you guys be, uh, entertained the idea of the fact that you guys were just probably too bothered by the bangs of Courtney Cox? Hindi mm, naman. <laughs> like three. Hindi <laughs> naman. More, more of yun nga. Parang sinabi ko, I'd rather be annoyed than bored. Yeah. Okay. Um, can we At talk about… Emotion. Let's talk about the treatment of the legacy characters. Because if you remembered um, The Force Awakens, you know, the cinema cheered when they saw the Millennium Falcon, when they saw Han Solo and Chewbacca, or even Ghostbusters Afterlife. We fucking cried like babies when we saw, you know, the old guys <laughs> in the, the last best. five minutes. So it was never a question of um, whether or not to include the old characters. It's just, you know, how they're used. And in this movie, the old characters are actually around a lot more than the Ghostbusters were in Afterlife. But for some Ooh. reason, it just didn't hit the same way. Ooh, I yeah. kind of liked how they were going to use Dewey and then ultimately just threw away the character. Just can like I, that. Can I, 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 wait, didn't but, like, I didn't like the end use. For everyone who may not know, um, Courtney Cox and David Arquette actually used to be married in the 90s. That's why there was that episode of Friends after they got married where everybody was given the surname Arquette. Everyone in the cast. <laughs> that was cute. Um, they got divorced. Um, and this movie, Scream 5, kind of mirrors that in that Dewey and Gale are no longer together. She is a successful morning show host. She's moved out of the small town where he was the sheriff. And he's now just an alcoholic recluse who the new characters pull out of retirement um, to help them find Ghostface. Well, I, I what happens to Dewey that. in this movie? I, I kind of enjoyed that though. Like I kind of enjoyed the interaction between Courtney Cox and David Arquette. You know, provided that the, in real life they were, they are divorced, but they still do continue to work together because they own a production company. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that character development of Dewey. I liked seeing him at his low point because yes. it gave him more depth than he's had like ever. I think. Yeah. And David Arquette was acting his butt off. Like, yeah, he yep. really misses Gail. You could the, really see that. No. Dewey is sad. Is that a reflection of what's happening in real life? It I honestly be. don't know. <laughs> we can't speak for him, but he did a good him, job in convincing us that. Yeah, that yep. means for someone who was introduced as a joke character and just became, you know, every ghost face's favorite punching bag oh my God. <laughs> after that. <laughs> like, like at some point, I think he Dude. says he's been stabbed like nine times. The guy's a fucking point. badass at this point. That's why, I mean like seeing Dewey is like, damn, it's, it's this guy. It's, he, this guy he's evolved. He's four grown. ghost faces. But that's what makes his ending so bad. I know. Yes. because I agree. Uh, I agree. When, when he finally gets into the action, when he finally agrees to help these kids and they start facing off against the whole ghost face, um, I, was, I was thinking, I, I hope to God, please God, can you, can you stop stabbing him? It's like he's been, he's been, so, through, he's been through so much in the first four movies. Like, can, can he not get stabbed for once? But lo and behold, he dies. Yep, that's because, why they're gonna stop know. stabbing him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that and, one um, lap. At this point, oh, Dewey. you know, you think he would be smarter. You think he would aim for the head to begin with. Yeah. You think he'd know better than to turn around at any point. <sighs> he Stupid knows Dewey. they're always gonna get back up. And for me, you know, look, 
Okay. Tara was injured. She was like bleeding from I don't know how many wounds she had at this point. And Samantha <laughs> is carrying her. Um, the boyfriend, Richie, he's also bleeding out. They're all stumbling in the elevator. And then Dewey decides to leave them behind after putting a few bullets into Ghostface. He's like, I gotta go back. Because Idiot. The, the killer always gets up again. I'm like, dude, you should have done a headshot to begin with. Yep. And but and, and then he goes back. Why didn't he get in the elevator? He had to protect those people. What if Ghostface got away? What if Ghostface took the stairs, meets those people in the car park? Oh, that you know, would be funny. <laughs> you know, and then Dewey's like, oh, where'd he go? I guess he did get up. My bad. Come on, Dewey, you know better. And they'd oh, they'd already kind of set it up in a clever way. By having fans complain about the latest stab reboot, stab mm-hmm. with an eight for a B, stab bait, state, stab, stab, part stab eight, eight. <laughs> state, <laughs> saying now, now the killer has a new weapon. So, you know, when the killer does reveal a new weapon to take out Dewey, that should have been a really cool moment. Sorry, Dewey, all respect. But the moments leading up to it made no sense. They made Dewey an idiot for the sake Again. of a joke. Exactly. That's why I didn't like the way he went out. You know, it looks like it, pretty awesome on its, its own. It, it, yeah, it does. It does fine. It, it does. was a glorious kill. Fine. It was a but glorious kill. They didn't kill, earn but, it. They didn't earn but it. But they didn't yeah. earn it. Because, you know, Dewey, it, you know, after everything that Dewey's been through, and you 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 did say it, like you've seen his character evolve. He's actually a freaking badass, you know, by now. Like he mm-hmm. he knows he knows well enough to carry a piece. Yep. Because yep. he needs it. With extra you know, bullets. With extra bullets, because mm-hmm. you know he's he's prepared. Yes, and he he does this whole thing where he turns his back on the fucking killer, and then so I think fucking stupid. This is a part of it. You remember how I talked about the pace, the way Wes Craven would handle his pacing. So even if it was a bad movie, you'd have good flow. He also knew how to set up an action sequence, uh, a ho- a slasher horror sequence. In this one, people have entire conversations or moments when the killer is like three feet away and doing absolutely nothing. Or somebody is fighting a killer and his friends are three feet away and doing absolutely nothing to help them. So I was like, the hell is going on? It, mm. it just didn't make sense. You know, yeah. it didn't make sense. It's like, um, they looked at the first four movies. They saw what they did. They think, oh, we can do that. And then they just tried to copy it without trying to think about why they were doing those things. I'm telling you, carbon copying it without aligning the paper. Yeah, hmm. I, I gotta that, agree. That's it. That's it. I wanted, you know, in a in a perfect world, we would all be crying for Dewey. We wouldn't be like, the, the that, fuck do we just see? That, that's what five is essentially. Like it does hit, you know, like if you're sh- gonna be shading or in filling in boxes in a form and using a carbon, you know, a carbon sheet to do in, on multiple forms, the first thing you do is check if everything aligns. In this case, you don't because yeah. it hit some spots, but a lot of it just don't hit the mark. Yeah, when you should have been sad that Dewey is unfortunately dead and, you know, hacked to death. Uh, right, right. You're not was, sad. You're annoyed because he made this like really stupid decision that's so out of character. Yeah, it just because right. you already gave him character. this you already gave him this growth from one to four. And then mm-hmm. five, you give this broken shell of a man who kind of maybe wants to get his life back or maybe yep. his wife. But then you just may end him like that. Based on a stupid decision to go back, I mean that's that doesn't do Dewey that, any justice. This, yeah, based on this stupid decision to go back, which he shouldn't have, you know, like done in the first place. Absolutely. And then what happens next, you know, should be heartbreaking theoretically when you see Gail. 
find the get the news and um you know I like the way that she sells the moment. Like she falls to her knees or something because her face can't move anymore after all this, <laughs> you know. I, I knew it. I knew it. Courtney, Courtney Cox's face, face doesn't move anymore. At okay? some point. I knew that Courtney Cox's face was going to come out at some point. It's not my fault. Okay. And it's not <laughs> fine. She, said, it, she says it's not her fault either. She said it was years of Hollywood pressure that she should look a certain way. Well, and it's sad. only but recently that sad. she said no more. Then, uh, then it's the surgeon's fault because like look at J-Lo <laughs> or look at you know or maybe um, Jennifer Aniston Jennifer Aniston yes I mean you know or no not Nicole Kidman um, uh, yeah, uh, not, not so much not so much I mean but still better than what Courtney Cox got uh, yeah but, but I I bought it where her character mm-hmm. Gail was sad for the man who was her husband because I think on some level she still loved him she just couldn't deal with living in a small town exactly mm-hmm. Yes. I was sad for her. And I, I was, was I was thinking like, oh no, is Gail gonna die too? Because, you know, they might go for this whole uh, romantic, oh, we're both dead and we'll be together in heaven, blah, blah, blah. Or hell, I don't know. Well, well, we got two more sequels. I, I give her until maybe the last one before she dies. If she's dying. No, if she dies. No, no. I think she's gonna die. Or she'll die, die in the next, next one. one and then Nev Campbell can die in the last one. Yes. No, I don't oh. think they'll kill Nev Campbell in oh, the last spe- one. Can we get the Nev Campbell? Yeah, she looks great. Oh man, I'm I'm sorry, but wow. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all Team Nev Campbell since '96? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely, yes. Nev Campbell. I also like how Sydney has evolved after five exhausting movies of yeah. being the target. She she has she, some balls here. She has fucking balls here, and, and she has daughters. She has yeah. she has like a baby. She has. Girls that she has to drop off at school, and based on the phone conversation she had, she married McDreamy from Part Three. Good for her. She, she says hi to Mark, um, like at some point, you know. So, um, she's grown. She's no longer the victim. Yeah. She's no longer your run-of-the-mill final girl. And I love that bit in the in the R-rated trailer where she says, "I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course, I have a fucking gun." Yeah. Because like, it, that's yeah, like Sydney, that's a tra- yeah. that is a trailer line right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And I'm you so can happy. believe that. I loved that. What I didn't love was her, Sydney, Sydney and Gail um, strolling up to the house for the final confrontation and immediately screwing it up. <laughs> because they built up that these two already know what they're doing. They're badasses. You know, when the killer comes stumbling out covered in, you know, when the killer comes stumbling out covered in blood, asking for help, they're all like, trap? Yup. But they keep going anyway, and Gail gets shot on the spot. So I, I thought you guys were badasses ten seconds ago. They could have had a nice gun, you know, like they could have had a nice um, gun shootout exchange moment. or shootout. There mm-hmm. you go. But then mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Oh well. Ah uh, well. I like the fact that she addressed that it was a trap first, but then you know proceeds. But then to she fell for it slowly. anyway. Yeah. Well, Gail yeah. fell no, for I, it. I liked it in the in a very satirical kind of like. Way. Yeah, but Gail mm. was the one who affirmed that it was a trap. Kaya <laughs> it was kind of dumb. Uh, although I do love how much ass Sydney kicks in the final takedown. Sydney's down. amazing. Sid, Sydney's awesome. It's like she. This girl has learned. This girl has learned well after all of that. She kicks ass. She shoots a gun. <laughs> and she's a mom. Yeah. If you all notice, we're spending more time more time with the old characters because you know the we new already, ones are boring. The new ones kind of <laughs> suck, guys. They really do. They're all trying so hard, but they're really boring. Basically, okay. they are all the snarky movie nerd. Okay. There's no differentiation. 
fine. Getting to the new characters, I only liked one. And I really liked her. And it just so happened that the lead, uh, the lead character and the group of friends are so boring that the most interesting one turned out to be the killer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this That's is Amber. Right. This is Amber, the bitchy friend who's always right. been shading the big sister. Right. And you can kind of see a sinister look in her. And she, she's a she's a good actress. Um, she's played by Mikey Madison. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's she's just so effective in being that bitchy girl. But for, she's the annoying bitchy girl. Yeah, but I, I wasn't annoyed. I was you know the others yeah. were just so boring that I ended up liking the bitchy one, and right. she turned out to be the killer. And for right. once, when she is revealed to be the killer, I'm like, yes, bitch, stop them all. They're so boring. I I kind of like Tara more because Tara's the punching bag in this movie, and somehow, <laughs> some way, she just keeps getting up. It was more like yeah, Taro is the new Sydney, not Samantha. I would prefer this. Maybe they'll pull a switch on us, like in this Maybe. in the next movie. Sam will just be like in a phone call cameo, and it's all about Tara. I, I going to college. I would watch uh-huh. that. I would watch that. I like Tara as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. But I don't know. After the for... hot guy gets killed in the opening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But for some reason, I just enjoyed. Um, I just enjoyed uh, Amber so much for some reason, and she goes out in such an epic way. <laughs> Oh, I yes. love how she oh, unquote, yes. I, she, I like uh, that I love, kill I know I love how she dies the first time quote unquote because they always get up <laughs> they always so get she gets, up she gets shot by Sydney and Gail and then for some reason the stove is open behind her and when she falls back she just suddenly <laughs> bursts into flames because she's covered she's covered in hand sanitizer oh my god that's amazing <laughs> I was like I, I did not see that coming but I, app- I approve I approve. You, you see what you see what I mean. Like this movie isn't perfect, but it does have its, you know, it does have its good points. It's not like it's the Matrix Resurrection where it just tries to be number one and <laughs> misses the whole point entirely. Uh can I just say though, the the second killer, Richie, played <laughs> by Jack Quaid, I didn't buy him or I didn't care for him as the second killer at all. Yeah, I was when when it was Amber, it was like, ooh, but then when they finally reveal that um that uh Jack Quaid is the second one, I'm like, "Ah, oh, okay." It's like, okay. Cuz like, okay, as far as second killers go, you had Matthew Lillard in the first movie, Ready? amazing, amazing. In the fourth movie, Ruby you had Rory Culkin who was brilliant. Rory Culkin totally Blindsided me yeah. in the fourth one. In I did fu- not see that coming. Me too. I was shook at, and when he killed Hayden Panettiere, I was like, "No!" Yes. Oh my god. I want and I wanted him to end up with her. What the I hell, know, man? Well, I wanted Hayden Panettiere's character to be gay because she was like she was giving off that butch energy, and it was so hot. I don't know. We're back to the first portion, the folks. Okay, yes. go for it. Yes, Hayden, Hayden Panettiere was, was holy so crap. Hot. Yes, she was. Okay, I'm done. Okay, that was quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Would you watch her and um, bring it on whichever? No, bring it on no, not, no. In? You said we never talk about that horrible, okay. horrible crumping shit again. Okay, okay, not okay. I just okay. I just wanted. I just wanted to be clear. Uh, just, I'm just, just gonna to say clear. that she she's the hottest she's ever looked to me in Scream Four with uh, the short hair. Yeah, yes. and, and, and you've never seen that movie before until last week or the other until day. recently. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. were you surprised? I was turned on. <laughs> I'll safe to say she yes. was surprised. Yep, yep. Very yeah. good, very good. Safe to say. And I, I like Hayden, that they I made they made a point of 
Um, when Hayden Panettiere again was, she was the designated one of the designated movie nerds in part four, but it didn't feel derivative. See, she she was that hot, and she's the movie nerd. Like, oh and and they tried to make her the, and, and they gave her a haircut that looked completely different from her character and heroes. So that you, in the same way that they used Sarah Michelle Gellar as a brainless frat girl in the second movie, be my girlfriend, right? I mean, I, I like how these these movies generally flip them on their head, flip mm-hmm. their um, their traditional roles on their heads. And like, but, and and Kristen Bell, who is usually known as the sweetheart, she ends up stabbing <laughs> Anna Paquin. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, but which brings me back to. Jack Quaid. He was just boring. I'm sorry. He was so boring in this movie and, as the boyfriend. And if I were Sam and ganun yung boyfriend ko na parang I just got attacked in the in the hospital cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And what the fuck were you doing? Just watching Netflix? Uh-huh. Useless. Uh-huh. But yeah, he turns out to be the killer. And they do point out that, oh, you should expect it. Because, uh, you know, it's always the love interest. It's like, yeah, but... Mm, yeah. I, I like a sure what, movie. What I, did, what I did like about these two pairing up together is the reality and how some forums become breeding grounds for oh, crazy yeah. people. Because <laughs> I think they, they... If I'm not... If I remember correctly, they met each other on like a Reddit or a subreddit about yeah, the Yeah, but they already movies. did that in the second movie with Lou, Billy's mom <laughs> meeting meeting the her accomplice like on a yeah. message board. So, yeah. you know, been there, done that like 20 years ago. Message board. Dial-up internet. <laughs> Good God. Wouldn't Damn. it be like a fun twist if it was like just one killer pala? It's like, ooh… <laughs> Just for a change. Oh, <laughs> for a change lang. But then but, I don't and know. Um, and he has nothing to do with anybody's past history. <laughs> Wala lang, psycho lang talaga siya. But well, then it wouldn't be scream. <laughs> Wala lang, feeling ko fun lang. I don't know. It would uh, well. Well, you know, not everything has to revolve around Sydney fucking Prescott. Yeah. She's so tired na guys. Pagod na siya. Kaya nga ano, like extend niya pa hanggang 7. Oh my god. Siguro nga, like, this might be the movie where they could just hand it, hand off the reins to the new cast members. Hopefully it's Tara, not Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, or know, they can like, start from scratch. I don't mind. Yeah, because it's like, it, 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 it's, oh, they've started from scratch. Don't bring up the TV series. That oh was starting God. from scratch. They didn't even you. have the ghost face mask in the series. What exactly. the hell? So in why would TV you call show? it Scream? But yeah, but anyway, <laughs> but this is like a good handoff. You, you know, they have legacy characters. The the spirit was the spirit of the original movie was in this one. You know, it was well intentioned enough, but uh, you know, it has a lot of po- parts where it fell short. But you know, overall, it wasn't that bad. Well, I I don't know in terms of like the killer reveal. I would, parang Amber's personality and overall craziness. Like mm-hmm. you, you see the crazy eyes when she starts. You know, when when it's revealed that it's her, she. She was doing the heavy lifting in terms of killer psychoness because, like, yes. Jack Quaid wasn't really much. And you, no. like, comparing it to the first one, Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich were both equally insane. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Parang it, it's, it's good, Sana, to, if, if you are going to go with two killers, at least make them both at par with each other, just like the sequels did, because both of the killers were just equally as crazy. And then, I'm sorry, Jack Wade, but it uh, <laughs> you just didn't match. Um, you just didn't match Amber, who now actually reminds me of Bella Porch for some reason. What? No. Really? Yeah, yeah she no. does. What? Yeah, no. I don't see it. I, what? 
Jack Quaid from The Hunger Games was scarier than he was in this movie. I'm, I, sw- I swear, going back to Bella Porch, she looks like a psych- <laughs> she looks like a psycho Bella Porch. But anyway, uh, I also want to get to a missed opportunity because okay. I know this wanted to be a tribute to Wes Craven because oh. obviously he did yes amazing in the first four and uh, he was revolutionary for the genre. But they happened to name one of the characters Wes, and he is the son of um, the lady cop, mm-hmm. see Judy. Yep. The ch- yeah, she the was now the sheriff. Yeah, she was, was a deputy now the sheriff in uh-huh. part four. Who mm-hmm. I mistook as Heather Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. That was so weird. Uh, <laughs> but um, funny when you actually saw Heather Graham in the one of the movies, and then yep. you say, oh, that's yes. not her. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so they named one of the characters Wes in tribute, I guess. But I feel like if you are to make this character a tribute to the original director, at least make his kill epic. I hated his kill. He was just like, okay, chased in his room, stabbed. All right. Yep. All right. That's it. But it, I thought it was going to be set up uh, to be something good because before he dies, the killer is in the phone with his mom, on the phone with his mom, and um, mm-hmm. he's saying that, oh, I'm watching your little boy right now. Mm-hmm. And you know the movie Psycho? Because he was in the shower. And I was like, ooh, are we going to get a really cool shower kill? It yep. could be like yep. an yep. homage to Psycho. Mm-hmm. Or or like, you know, a really awesome bloody kill in the shower to like, you know, uh, in, in memory of how Wes Craven can be like, pretty creative with the kills but no, but no. I I appreciated the over, the gag at first and then they did it two more times and then by then I was like mm, what gag yeah just- the, 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 okay when okay when the character of Wes um, is left at home his mom went to pick up their lunch went to pick up their sushi so Wes is left at home to set the table oh yeah 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 the, the opening stuff so so they do stuff like he opens the fridge door and the framing of it is so that you expect somebody to be behind the fridge door when he closes it. Mm. So you're like, ooh, okay, that was kind of clever. But then he does it with a cupboard. Then he does it with a pantry door. And then he does it with like with like three other doors. So the, the gag the, gets yeah. really old. And it's like, it was funny the first time, but it, 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 it's like the, the rest of this movie. After the third time, it's just not. I mean, just get it's on with like, it. It's like the rest of the movie. You know what they're going for, but it could have been done better. And who the fuck reaches for sriracha when you're eating sushi? I What's know. What's wrong right? with you people? America. Come on, white people. I'm sorry, but seriously. <laughs> Soy sauce and wasabi, guys. Sriracha. Jeez. Why? Okay. If you don't have if you don't have wasabi on hand, okay. It's like you're trying to Horse start a radish. war. Horseradish <laughs> is the closest thing. And even that is a sin. <laughs> but um, when it came to um, the murder of the sheriff, I didn't… It's like Dewey. I didn't feel anything because they hadn't really done a good job of setting up that she was Wes's mom in the first place. Before Wes actually said that, hey, my mom is a legacy character. I'm like, who the hell's your mom? Because you only, only, we only find out who his mom is later on. Yeah, when when they're at home and then mm-hmm. she, she she comes from a phone call and she, then, you know, Wes walks in. But, ah, okay. She, it's like, that would have been useful information she, <laughs> earlier. She, you kind of figure out that her who her mom is, who his mom is because she shows up in school in the start when they were talking. But somebody when had just they been were stabbed. Them. Somebody had just been stabbed. Of course she was at school. Exactly. Oh, that's well. that's when… Because they show the part where she said, tried to say hi to him. Then he just avoids her altogether. I guess. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, I think we've been trashing it a little bit. And I, and I kind of want to get to the parts that we liked. Okay. I love um, the font for the credits. <laughs> font for the credits. <laughs> hey, no, no, um, no. Okay, I'm kidding. Sorry. I also like… Actually, I actually love how they all have androids. <laughs> because if you didn't know… If you didn't know, Apple has this clause that yes. villains or bad guys cannot have iPhones. Yes. So, so everybody <laughs> in this movie has an Android and you <laughs> clearly cannot tell which one is the bad guy. Because that's what the fun of, is about ah, here in these screen movies. Like, it's like figuring out who the killer is. So I did appreciate that they were all using Androids. Like, fuck, so, I can't tell which is… <laughs> and so okay. our, our listeners now know that like, every yeah. time they watch Slasher Flick, they'll just watch out for whoever is not holding an iPhone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe or maybe that was intentional. They uh it's like they couldn't get Apple. <laughs> I don't know. But true. I just I just love that little tidbit. I I honestly love the marketing of this. Um they came out with a typical cast poster and the tagline on the poster is the killer is on this poster. I really <laughs> like that. That was That's funny. Good. I expected that level of smart from the movie. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Anjo? Well, well I mean like because oh, I, I had to go through the four movies again after watching this. So it just… Mm, <laughs> what did I like? I liked, I, liked the, I liked it when Amber dies. I liked that kill. I also <laughs> yeah, liked, that was a good best. kill. That was a good kill. I love kill. Yeah. Amber. I, I love I Psycho also, Bitch. I actually just really liked the intro. <laughs> when, um, when Tara was getting murdered, so to speak. That's pretty… And Dewey. I, I like seeing where the legacy characters are at this point in their lives. Yes, I like that. that um, I like that um, the sheriff, the, the sheriff Judy. You know, she was the deputy in the last one. Mm. Now she's the sheriff. I like seeing Dewey um, as a broken guy because it gives him depth. I like seeing Gail hosting a morning show because that's pretty much where she was headed, right? You know, she used to just handle fluff pieces, and then she became famous by writing a book about the first scream um, murders. That became a movie series called Stab that got rebooted, which inspired the killings in this in this movie. I liked seeing that. I liked seeing where Sydney is at this point in her life, married to McDreamy, even if we never see McDreamy. Um, <laughs> in her dreams. I even kind of liked seeing um, that random out of nowhere car- uh, cameo of… Um, no, I-, I liked seeing the cameo of Randy's sister who oh, came out of nowhere in yeah. part three. Because she's the mother of the twins. So yeah. I was like, and she has a sh- literal shrine to Jamie Kennedy in their house, which is bizarre to me. See, I know. See, what's her name? Martha. Best friend, Nia No, Anne Hathaway is a princess bride. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heather Matarazzo. Yes, yes, Heather Matarazzo. I, I like her. I was surprised. Well, malamang well nana yung she's playing a mom, niya. right? But she was in the Princess Diaries. <laughs> okay. Well. I, I also love how the things Misha liked about it are still the OG guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But it's I do true. not like the fact that it is, you know, emphasizing our age. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. Um, I as much as I really didn't like Samantha's character at all, I had zero sympathy for her. She had a nice leather jacket. Uh, uh. But but literally the only part I liked her in was when she went ham in stabbing the life out of her boyfriend. <laughs> Oh yes, when when um Skeet Ulrich finally gives her the go because because all this time he was haunting her and saying like oh you know uh, get revenge kill whoever kill whoever attacked your sister blah 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 don't mm-hmm. don't be afraid of who you are blah 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 and she finally embraces that 
And yes. and when she does acknowledge like never mess with the daughter of a serial killer and like just like stabs him in the face, that was like, oh, okay, I like you for that for those for those <laughs> for like thirty like seconds, thirty seconds, for those only, thirty yep. seconds of you yes. stabbing the shit out of him and shooting him. Okay, and then yeah, she's back with her cool. bland expression. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That, but that's it. That's as far as my like for Samantha goes. I, I mean, like, there's, uh, and there's I, Tara. I, I guess I like her. I like Tara. Like Tara, I think is my favorite character just because of how fucking, how fucking in, in for the lack of a better term, how fucking makuna she is. <laughs> I like she gets how, thrown around, and you know she's walking around in freaking crutches. She, she gets, you know, she's been stabbed in the gut like eight times, but she's still putting up a fight, even if she's been punched in that wound. And Amber, uh, Amber's just wails or who wasn't even clear if it was Amber who wails on her, uh, who steps on her ankle. Oh uh, yeah, we're not sure if it's Amber or um, Richie. Richie at this point. Uh, yeah. Not yet. But it was Amber who killed uh who killed Dewey. I'm still yes. mad about that. <laughs> it's not it's Dewey's oh, fault. And um continuing the tradition of naming characters with on the nose names like Anthony Anderson in the fourth movie who played a cop named Perkins after Anthony Perkins who was Norman Bates the killer in Psycho, um Tara and Samantha have the last name of Carpenter, like John Carpenter John who directed Carpenter. Halloween because again mm. subtlety does not exist in this universe. So I guess the only question left is, um, would you guys recommend Scream 5? I would. I mean, to be to be fair, to be honest, I would actually recommend it. Because, you know, it somehow kind of revitalizes the franchise. I mean, it's been a decade already I since wouldn't the say last revitalizes. Maybe yeah. just like, maybe just like revives it. Or, or maybe like it'll… Mm. No, it'll… It, it kicks up interest in one through four, so at least you know people watch the good ones. Well, yeah, it's not the it's not the worst one in one, my two, opinion. Four. One, two, in, <laughs> one, two, four. One, two, and four. It, it's yes. not the worst one in my opinion. I think it generates enough interest in it. I like the uh, fact that it was well intentioned. It captures the spirit of the first movie, but it does miss a lot of marks. It's not the best. It's not the best movie. It's not the best slasher movie out there. It's still it's still an okay watch. It's still a good you, watch. You know what I think? I think that it got great reviews and it made a ton of money because people um that was the only thing showing home. after Spider-Man. That's why. It came out a month after Spider-Man. There was nothing else showing, and people were like, oh, this looks familiar. And it had enough callbacks that even if you don't if you even if you hadn't memorized one through four, it had enough callbacks to make you feel clever and nostalgic. It kind of had to re-educate you about what was in one before. It was. It kind of felt that way because it it had so much yeah, callbacks sure. that were so on the nose. It wasn't subtle at all. But like, I, like I, I, they, I, I finally found the word to describe the whole thing. Why why it didn't feel natural is was because it just felt so contrived. You knew that they were forcing yes, forcing and exactly. writing all these things in it. It felt so contrived. That's why for me it did not hit all the marks. On the checklist for it to become a great reboot, quill, requel, no, legacy, quill. That's my problem with it. That it felt like they were making it off a checklist. We have to have snark. We have to have meta humor. We have to have gruesome kills. We have to have a first act murder of somebody who's home alone. You know, stuff like that. And um, I just didn't feel that this one pushed it far enough. Um, if if you look at yes, like the first four, each one was trying to do something different. 
In fact, that's why there was an 11-year gap between three and four because Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson, the original screenwriter of the first um, movies, they wanted to do they wanted to have something to say with each one, and it took them time to find it for for part four. For part five, it felt like they had half of an idea of what they wanted to say, but they weren't smart enough or witty enough to execute it properly. And that's kind of sad because the directors of this one, um, uh, that's Matt. Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillette, they yeah. did um, you know, Ready or Not, which I, I love that movie. I loved it. That was no, that that was funny, Z- that was bloody, Zoom that my- was brutal. Uh, and I didn't see that here. I think there there might have been a different a difference between trying to pick up pick up off of another director's work. And uh clearly they're not built the same way that Wes Craven did. That's why I think it was a well-intentioned movie, but it, you know, ultimately just did okay, not fine. live up to expectation. L- l- okay. My, what do you got? I mean, would you recommend this to anyone? No. <laughs> oh, that was easy. Uh, uh, it's not a waste of time. Mm-mm. But unless you're familiar with the whole franchise, then fine. If you want to continue on and see what where the characters go, then fine. But if you're starting off with this, uh, <laughs> I don't. I just don't see myself saying, "Oh, Scream Five is out. Watch it." Not really. It's just lackluster. It's, it's whelming. It's whelming. It's not. It's not overwhelming. It's not. Well, yeah. maybe maybe it is underwhelming for me a little bit. It's a lot underwhelming. Yeah, so not really. <laughs> so I would only, I guess, recommend it if um, you kind of want to see where the Scream franchise goes. But only for that reason. I'm sorry. David Arquette has nice facial hair. That is nice facial hair is not enough to save the movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, seeing as we watched one through four to prepare for five… How would you guys rank the five screen movies? One, four, two, five, three. I think I'm yeah, same. I have the same idea. One, hmm, one, four, yeah, one, four, two, five, three. Or three am, and five kind of uh I am only ranking one over four just because without one we wouldn't be having four. <laughs> Does that but, make sense? But, no, but four <laughs> uh, but one really laid the groundwork. Yes, and it was yes, a it did. It was a really solid foundation for yes. two and four to happen. That is true. But I was more so, entertained with four. <laughs> I think I'd take three over five. I, I, I would go one, four, two, three, five. Wow, only we're really because, bad at math. On, only because… <laughs> <laughs> no, only because… One is what you said, a great foundation… Um, four is just a straight up fucking brilliant sequel. I don't care how you cut it. Emma Roberts is the greatest fucking thing in that movie. Oh my god, she's amazing. Emma Roberts is great in any movie. Holy shit! Like, Holy shit! Er- Emma shows. Roberts was amazing. When, were you cringing as hard as I was when she was beating herself up? Yeah. Oh my yep. god, that was insane. Like, imagine, and, imagine. And she had the whole crazy eyes thing going. I'm like, oh fuck, she's so good. See, that's what was missing from from uh, Jack Wade. I couldn't believe that he would do those things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's not psycho enough. Nope. And Emma nope. Roberts was like, you know, sugar and spice and all things nice up until that point. So mm-hmm. it was like, that was a real heel turn. Mm-hmm. But with Jack Wade, nothing. It was just like, oh, he's a killer. Okay, I get it. That's why I got to put five at the bottom. I for For only the reason I mentioned earlier, I'd take… 
annoying over boring. So that's why I put three, five over yeah, three. Yeah, I guess. Three three was just really… Three has know. those horrible, horrible bangs on Courtney Cox. I, I don't know. But like, it also has… A- it, but it has that, you know, a sexual predator Hollywood producer getting murdered okay, for his yeah, crimes. It, so I can just, you know. Oh, and Princess Leia cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Complaining that she didn't get cast as Princess Leia because she uh-huh. didn't sleep with George Lucas. <laughs> uh-huh. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. For being the funny one. I mean, it, it, it tried to… Okay. I think I like 3 better than this one because as stupid as the things that happened in 3 were, at least they were trying to do something different. Five tries to do all the old stuff but gets it wrong. Fine. Okay. Objectively, I guess three is <laughs> three is better. No, no, it's okay. You don't have to, but th- th- that's just me. So uh, yeah, I got one, four, two, um, three, either five. Either way, three, three and five are at the bottom. That's <laughs> yes, they are. Just either watch. Way, it's yeah. like- either way, we all sound like we're terrible at math. Yes, yeah, yes, it does. We are. <laughs> but <laughs> that um, is a fact. That being said, yes. we want to know what you guys think of Scream 5, okay? It is called Scream. It came out in 2022. It is the fifth in the series. It started in 1996. Um, it is out on streaming now. Check it out. We want to know what you guys think. Let us know in our Facebook and our Instagram. Let us know which ones that turned out to be your favorite. What are your favorite kills? Who are your favorite killers? Or even which one of these movies is your favorite? We're on Facebook and Instagram at Subwoofers Podcast. We have a group, Subwoofers We Like Movies, where we share funny stuff, latest news, updates, and all of our episodes. Please like, subscribe, follow. We want to know what you guys have to say about Scream 5. Skeeter Ulrich is hot. We know what you think about Scream 5. You've been talking about it for the last hour. I will say this though, it's not the TV series. That was just garbage. The series, TV series was just garbage. I swear, it had nothing to do with anything. Had nothing to do with anything in this, which is insane. Nope. Not even the mask, which is the bare minimum. (laughs) Yes. Okay? That was like fucking stupid. So sound off and let us know where you stand on Scream 5. Let us know where you stab. Oh my god. (laughs) Bye. Bye, Case. Thanks. We're done. We're done. We got so much yours. I'm Misha. I'm I. I'm Angel. Done. We're done. Stab. Stab. Eight. Stab. Eight. Did you know that the original, you know what the title of the screenplay of Scream 1 was? Scary movie. (laughs) <laughs> they made them change the title because they said nobody's gonna fucking watch a movie called Scary Movie. <laughs> well, only for Scary Movie to be produced. Exactly. That's why they called it Scary Scream. Movie. Oh my god. What useless information, but yeah. Okay.